you are listening to Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline. Well, today we're going to do like a, a discussion and then we're going to start dropping like interviews separately. We're going to just play around a little bit. Yeah. So now that we have a little bit more, or I have more free time and mm-hmm. we have more ability to create and explore and and mix things up a little bit we've decided to see what it would look like if maybe our podcast episodes are a little shorter and we separate them and have conversation episodes between Madeline and I and then where we discuss a manifesting topic and Mm -hmm. then we have episodes where we interview people to share their up-level stories and Mm -hmm. then have conversations with other manifestors and thought leaders and yeah just kind of have a few different formats for the episodes we release. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait. So this will be a conversation episode, no interview this week. Yeah. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing what we can create. We feel like we've done a lot of digging and like gone really deep with many of our topics that are all that information is super important. But like as an entry point to manifesting, we thought it would be important to to return to the basics today. I felt like we were starting to get kind of out there with some of the topics and they're all Mm -hmm. important, but I felt like it was time to just kind of go back and dial it in and Mm -hmm. revisit the the main points of manifesting. Yeah, I agree. So I wanted to just start with once again, defining manifesting. Mm -hmm. And my definition is manifesting is the art of materializing one's authentic desires and it's just kind of a transformation from the inside out. It's making your outside world match your inside desires. Mm-hmm. And it's a process of being more than a doing, yes. which is something I got from you. Yeah. You were saying, you were talking about yourself and you were saying I'm more in a being mood than a doing mood. Uh-huh. And, I, and I was like, oh, that really does kind of apply to manifesting in yeah, general. It does. Big time. So do you have anything to add to that? Like, like what does manifesting mean to you? Yeah, I, I mean, the word attraction comes to me um, when it comes to manifesting. I feel like I feel like it's you, your ability to dial in to a place where you're attracting things to you rather than having to go and get them. Yes. And that's the way that I identify with it is when I'm in a state of being, like you just said, what's happening in my life? If I want friends, are they calling me or am I calling them? If I want more deals, are they coming to me or am I out looking for them? You have to do a little bit of both. But overall, I'm not in desperation. I'm not in scarcity. I'm just in this state of attraction. Yes. And I think manifesting is when you apply that to like individual desires, like you said. So I just kind of made a little bulleted list of what I think are the recipe for how to manifest. And the first thing I wanted to start with is the idea about self-love, your sense of self-love and self and self-worth communicates to the universe what you're ready to receive. Mm -hmm. So a big piece of manifesting is being able to dial in your personal internal frequency to match the vibrational frequency of what you desire. Yeah. If you don't believe that you deserve it, you won't get it. Basically, your worth is like the cup that you're creating like the Mm -hmm. bucket or the cup Mm -hmm. to receive and the more you feel worthy of the bigger the cup is that Mm -hmm. opens up yep 
best believe I used to not even let myself go window shopping you know mm-hmm. I'm like uh-uh uh-uh yep uh, I know and now I'll be looking at Alexis so the action step that I would p- pair with this concept because it's like oh yeah what's self-love like oh well that's easier said than done you yeah know? yeah exactly I'm I want to elaborate yeah so my approach to getting there is you have to start to get clear on who you really are so you can get clear on what you really want Mm -hmm. and begin to embrace your truth your authenticity the things that light you up like why you were put on this earth and so in order to do that you've kind of got to start to identify your unique interests values and the things that light you up so you start paying attention to those things and start writing them down and then once you get an idea of some recurring themes then narrow it down to like three to five different things that are kind of different themes and who you are what you value the feelings you want to have like whatever Mm -hmm. you can once you start to pay attention to what you pay attention to like you you'll be able to discern and narrow it down pretty quickly Mm -hmm. so then once you get an idea of those three to five like core values the things that make you who you are then you can start to use that as a filter to to start to embrace those things more and Mm -hmm. also a filter externally in life to be able to discern is this for me or is this not does this match my values who I am Mm -hmm. and so that's like one ingredient to me and part of also like feeding your self-worth and self-love is knowing who you are and beginning to embrace that yeah exactly there's this app called club clubhouse I think and you have all these topics and for some reason this is the group I got put in or the whatever and it was about this it was like self-love and I remember this was probably a year ago and it was like everyone was chiming in and it was like well I love myself because I brush my hair every day or I love myself because I bought myself a new dress and like those things yeah totally if that's your authentic codes like beauty you know or whatever but I felt this overwhelming empathy for us as a society that we can't even define love in a non-tangible way. Everything was material about why, like, I love myself. This is how I show myself I love myself. I'm not saying that materials don't show us that we love ourselves, but this, what you just said, this is what the foundation of self-love is. It is not about what you buy yourself or even like the degrees you get yourself or the accomplishment. It's not about those things. It's about honoring at all costs, no matter what job you're in, what role you're in in your life, who your friends are, who your family is, honoring the values that you believe in. Yes. Period. Yes. And it's easier said than done. A lot of people, you know, have a lot of fear around that or they feel like, they grew up in a time that it wasn't safe to do that or, and, and I get all that, but we're here now. And that is where the self-love starts Yes, is being honest with yourself. Yes. Period. Another thing I know that you light up about and agree with me on is another, another portion of how to feed the self-love container uh-huh. <laughs> is building your self-trust. Yeah. And, and the way that you do that is by when you're out in the world and you have an opportunity to pick between 
leaning into your truth or walking away from it because you're scared or whatever, the more times that you actually like take the high road and do the thing that is true to you, even if it is a little hard, you're going to build self-trust, mm -hmm. which also fuels the self-love because you're going to be able to put yourself in bigger, scarier situations because you're going to be able to trust yourself to honor yourself the next time. Exactly. That's huge. Yes. And it, it will, it's the recipe for any level up of success. You have to have the love first and then the trust. Yes. Which they're, they're very closely related. Mm -hmm. They're like kissing cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any examples that you can think of? I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, no. Uh, okay. Well, very vulnerable personal example. My relationship with alcohol is something I think about with self-trust a lot and how I've, had struggles with it and then I've been in my worth with it and had struggles with it and for me now where I am is like okay I can trust myself to go and make a decision on how I want my night to go whatever that may mean yeah but like I want this to be like you know a one or two drink cocktail hour and then I want to go home or I want to go and not have anything to drink mm -hmm. for me at one point, when I didn't trust myself with this, I just would avoid the party. I just wouldn't go mm -hmm. at all because I didn't trust myself that I can't go and not get wasted or make a fool of myself at, at one point. Yeah. Not always, okay? Yeah. But I'm just saying, and now it's so different. It's like, well, if I want to go and turn up with my homies, I will. Uh, but if I just want to be social and go out, I can do that too. Yeah. And now I'm free. So the trust provides freedom, you know, from whatever the fear is. Yes. The trust frees you from the fear. And so, and you, you took baby steps. You went out a few times mm -hmm. once you decided you're going to try again. Yeah. And you pro proved to yourself that you can handle it. Yeah. And now you can go, you've opened up a whole new opportunity of social situations and environments you can be in because you know you're not going to dishonor yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, for anybody who struggles with anything like this, it's not just that easy, but that is the process, Yeah, you know, and that's the conversation I have with myself. And if and when I make a mistake or or kind of lean a little too far over my boundary, I also trust myself to get right back up. Yes. Versus not leaving myself in that place of guilt and shame and spiral for as long, you know? Yes. So it's like it kind of coincides. Yeah. It's like a barrier when you build that self-trust. It's yeah. like, oh, I might have tripped and fell a little bit, but yeah. I know I'm going to get right back on the horse. Exactly. And maybe you can elaborate a little on this because this is – sort of more your wheelhouse, but do you feel that trust and discipline are also very closely related? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. It's kind of like light bulb moment happening for me right now. Well, there's like a reciprocal kind of thing with the trust discipline thing. Mm -hmm. To me, a big part of discipline is sometimes like you, you do things even if you don't want to, because you know, it's for a bigger picture right better good yeah and when you every time that you push through and do something that you've committed to and apply self-discipline you build self-trust but also part of being able to have self-discipline is having trust in the universe that it's going to pay off down the road exactly. even if there is no like clear indicator yeah. that it will yeah yeah and but I think that the universe responds favorably to that it does yeah, and it takes a lot of guts to trust something that you've never seen happen. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's a big encouragement moment, a light bulb moment. Like, don't be afraid to set your sights or goals on something that you haven't ever actually seen come to fruition in your own life or in the lives around you. I encourage you to like seek it out and see if you can find it somewhere as an example. But even if you can't find it, don't limit the universe, like still trust it. Well, and and it's not about the how no, as much as it is the why. Exactly. So if you can find, or like, if you, if you know that you want something and you don't know the how the steps yet, like, and you trust the universe will deliver them, they, the universe will, and you'll get where you aspire to go. And and discipline is kind of interwoven through that. Mm -hmm. But if you can water one of the plants, whether it's the self-love, the self-trust or the self-discipline, you're eventually going to be able to like water the other plants as well. Yeah. Or they're going to like spill into the mm-hmm. water's going to drip out of one and drain into it's the It's like other. a garden. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And they kind of all need each other and they all thrive off each other. I think with you, I have seen an opening in you that has shown me your level up with your self love. I see you giving yourself a little more permission to enjoy things. Yeah. And to me, that's a huge, bright light shining of like self-love, like indicator. Because I went so far astray from, from embracing my truth Mm -hmm. and who I was that I was literally like spiritually starved. Mm -hmm. And once I had enough and like got back to into a corner where I had no other option, but to do something different. Now I'm in a place where it's like, I am not going to let myself starve ever again. So I have been giving myself permission as much as possible to like lean into these things that I wasn't doing. Like I'm 33 years old. I don't know how many more years on this earth I'm going to have. You best believe I'm not denying myself anything as much as I can help it. Yeah. Good. Yay. Well, that's, I mean, that's, an example you know <laughs> yeah yeah like you trust yourself big picture to be able, it's not like a specific thing right yeah but like you trust yourself enough to be able to enjoy yourself in moments and know that it's not going to derail your life like maybe the fear was before like you know if I get off this particular schedule for five minutes it's gonna just fuck my whole week yeah and now you trust yourself enough to know like no wait a minute I can manage my time I can still get my stuff done I have all the tools I need to live a successful life the way that I choose to live it. Yes. Yeah. And I'm taking baby steps too. Yeah. I didn't go straight from one, one way to the other. It's taken a lot longer than I thought it would honestly, but it's been such a beautiful, fun process that I don't give a shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. Well, so the next thing after building off of like the self-love and self-trust to manifest, the next thing, the fun part to me is making the list of Mm -hmm. what you want. Once you get clear on who you are, Mm -hmm. you can also begin to get clarity on what you really want Mm -hmm. that truly aligns with who you are and your values. Right. If you don't know who you are, you might throw shit out that is what you want, Mm -hmm. but it's not really necessarily your truth. It's what you've been told you should want. Yes. Like a job. I never wanted one of those things. Who gave me a job? (laughs) Take it back. (laughs) Um, But, and you really taught me, like, I, I know you've mentioned a few times in other episodes, like, you didn't really have so much clarity on who you were or what you wanted as much as it was like what you didn't want. Yeah. But yep. that's still a place to start. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. <laughs> because it's an indicator, regardless, it's an intuition. So it's a ping. So it's like whatever ping showing up for you, just listen to your pings. It maybe it's telling you a yes and maybe it's telling you a no. Yeah. But it's the habit and the muscle memory of learning to listen to your pings. Yes. Yeah. And just and when it comes to crafting a list of what you want, it's mm-hmm. just Whichever way is you're eventually going to narrow it down. Exactly. So yeah, there's and a lot of trial and error too. Yeah, you know, and and that that practice, like you said, that into that intuitive practice of, like, why am I doing this thing that you know, like, really paying attention is this like, my am truth I doing, or is this is this for the gram? Is this outfit for the gram or is this outfit for me? You know, for uh, real. Yeah. I mean, seriously, <laughs> like, and it's okay if it's both. I mean, it. it not that it can't be both it's just being really honest with yourself yes and not that's trust too not being afraid to be your authentic self at whatever level wherever you are with that whatever entry point you are with that that's okay that is magnetism 101 it is literally magnetism one that's exactly it yeah and that's when the things start coming to you is when you're brave enough and I use that word broadly. I think it's a perfect word, honestly. Yeah, if you're brave enough to just be like, this is it. And also open enough to say, and it might change. It doesn't have to be like people, I think, sometimes stray away from these types of assignments, per se, myself included, (laughs) which is probably why it was easier for me to tippy toe around the don'ts than go with the do's. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't want to be... Nobody puts a baby in the corner. All of this is ever changing. Your truth, your authentic code, whatever. Like it's it's going to change and Mm -hmm. evolve. Just like your list of what you want to manifest is going to evolve. Either you're going to check stuff off the list of Mm -hmm. and because you manifested it, or every now and then you're going to figure out you put something on the list that really was not aligned. Yeah, or or it might not be by the time that you get ready for it. Yes, something else might take its place. Yeah, and that does happen a lot. I have a good example recently. Your car? Yeah. Like I, I've had a car on my vision board. It's for like four years now and I've manifested a lot of other shit. That's pretty cool, but I still haven't manifested a car. Uh And I had this huge breakthrough a week or two ago where I'm like, probably part of why I haven't manifested a car other than the worth piece Cause I did have a lot of weird car shit that I had to work through before yeah, I could really did. It was weird. I, it is what it is. Yeah. But, uh, I'm not even lit up. The thing I was giving myself permission for, and this is a great car and I have no shame about it is a Honda Accord. It's yeah. practical. I think they're pretty. Yeah. It was the most practical, car. attractive, professional, long lasting vehicle that I could allow myself to want. Yep. But I still hadn't manifested it. And then light bulb went off, a ping, and I'm like, maybe I'm not manifesting this car because it's really not what I really want. Yeah. It's just what I was giving myself permission to want. Yeah. So I'm like, what's the next bar up? What is something that's going to really excite me? Yeah. And a Lexus IS whatever, 300 or mm-hmm. whatever, drove by. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've wanted one of these for years. I think they're pretty. They're sexy. They're sporty. Yep. They're only a few thousand dollars more than the type of Accord I was going to buy. Yep. Okay. I like totally just erased the accord off my vision board Uh and now I'm writing in something better. Yeah. And you gave yourself permission to do that. Yeah. And now, you know, like that's the thing that you want because I'm lit the fuck up about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, (laughs) I'm so 
happy about the Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so happy about it. Well, it's probably like seeing a friend that like dates losers over and over and then they finally like get a good boyfriend oh and you're God. like just as happy for them as they are to have a good boyfriend. <laughs> that is kind of exactly like exactly what it is. <laughs> But okay, but to be fair, the Accord wasn't going to be a loser boyfriend. It was going to be just more like a boyfriend who like checked all the boxes, but like you weren't in love with. Yes, perfect. So it's like, I still would have been very happy for you to find that like really good quality. Yeah. But I want you to be in love. (laughs) You know, that's what you want for your people. But this is a perfect metaphor, I guess, Mm -hmm. for when you are crafting your list. Yeah. Like, Like it's okay if it's a G-Wagon or a Lexus. Put it on there. Yes. It's fine. I think sometimes I want to, I like go back and forth, so I love your opinion on this. Like, sometimes I think it's dangerous to like set the bar way too high when you're Mm -hmm. starting out because all of a sudden it's like terrifying and you Mm -hmm. just shut down. But then part of me is like, no, put the truth on there. But I think really the most important part is asking why Uh when you put the things on, whether they're big or small. And then if it really does align, then put the huge things on there and say, fuck it. Exactly. And like being very in tune with yourself during the process and like mainly knowing it's a process, your manifestations and what you want is a process. It's not just like a bam, one thing. Yeah. Like for example, exactly what you said. So if you say, all right, there's a couple ways this can go. I want a G wagon. This is the one. I don't know why I keep, I keep bringing up. <laughs> Cause that's the one I really want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, okay. So the thing is two ways you can do what you said. You can set the bar like super, super high in that way because you know, you can go from like no car or a hoopty car to like a G wagon. Okay. doesn't mean it's not possible. Pay attention to what your mind is telling you when you put the G wagon on the list. Like you said, if- Talk to yourself and ask yourself, why is it never going to happen? What have I, what have I been told, taught, or picked up along the way that has made me believe that I need to, to pull myself out of this dream? Yes. Number two, is it something that has been, like you said, should have on, should have on you? Or do you really truly think like, you know, honestly, it's really just not practical and I do love them, but it wouldn't make me any happier. Like really just ask yourself these questions. Yes. And I think the danger is when you don't use the process. Yes. Go for whatever you want to put on your list, whatever. Yeah. Material, spiritual, emotionally, relationship, whatever, but commit to the process of what you said, the why, why do I want it? What, what about this thing is what I really want and stay true to it. And if you need to work forwards or backwards, work however you need to work. If you need to say, you know, I really want the G-Wagon, but I think for me, I can make more space for myself if I start to think about a Jeep. I think I can make space for a Jeep. Okay, well then when it, the time comes to get the Jeep, like you did with the Accord, it's like, yeah. okay, you're actually ready to probably get the car now very soon. Mm-hmm. Then you're nervous system has regulated to the fact you're going to make this big purchase. You you know, you've got space for it and then you can up level one more time or you can work backwards. You know, you can be like, Hey, I want the G wagon period. And you're not going to accept less. Yeah. And that's it. And that's fine. Exactly. But yeah, there, there's a whole lot of different approaches and it just really comes back down to like, where you are in your worth, like mm-hmm. that's that's the distance between you and the thing. 
Yep. And it's a very personal process and a personal approach. So whatever works for you, do it. Yes. Just be honest about it and don't should yourself out of things. Yes. Just sit with them and be like, okay, why do I not believe that I deserve this? Why do I not believe this is realistic? Agreed. I could probably have two master's degrees right now if I really would have wanted them. (laughs) Truly. Yeah. That was a should that was put on me. I never gave a flying fuck (laughs) about education in that way. Yeah. I love learning. You You didn't need the, the title. I never cared. I've never cared. Me. But I followed a lot of yellow brick road steps to those processes because I felt like it's what I was supposed to be doing, what I should be doing, you know, and I was fucking miserable always in that space. Mm -hmm. When I approached a class to audit or when I approached a class that didn't necessarily need, I need for my degree or what have you. And like I was learning, or if I approached a class that really lit me up, awesome. I was super happy. I loved the learning, but the, the accomplishment of the title of the thing all boiled down to it something for me that was wrapped in ego that I didn't give a fuck about. Yeah. So that's like a good example of me just being honest with myself and finally just decided that I wasn't going to do this to myself anymore. Like, I don't care about this. If that changes, I'll go back. But for me, like, I don't have to, I don't have to do this. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it. it's just when you feel confident enough to own that truth whatever it is <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah and so. I think I mean this is why I think lists I think lists are important because it's a filter so once you get clarity on painting the true picture of what you want your life to look like I'm not talking about listing off all the expensive things that you want like I'm right. talking about what is the lifestyle like vivid detail the lifestyle the home the career the relationship the, the way feelings. you spend your free time the way you want to feel yeah Income, every detail of the romantic partner you want, really have to get Mm -hmm. very clear. Yeah. And so then as you're going along in life and you start manifesting, you get to check the boxes, Mm -hmm. which is going to build that self-trust and the trust with the universe. Like, hey, look, I've manifested all of this. Right. Wow. It's going to keep you fueled to want to keep moving forward. Yep. And there's just so many benefits to it, you know? And then a filter too. It's like, I've designed my dream house and I've gotten really clear on why I want a lot of light in this house. It Mm -hmm. needs to be light and airy Mm -hmm. because I am lit up by plants. I'm such a sunshine person. It's not because of a status thing or an ego thing. It's because it's my truth. Exactly. So then I'm house shopping. Like a pool for me. And I'm just using this as an example, but I'm, I'm like house shopping and I find this house that like checks all the other boxes, but it doesn't have the windows. Mm then I can easily say no to that house. Mm -hmm. Like that is why these lists are important. They are. They prevent FOMO or they protect against FOMO. Oh yeah. They protect against. um, FOMO is fear of missing out. I realize some people don't know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Like fear that you're missing out on something that's good or bigger or better. When you start this process or in in life period, you're going to come up against some energy that's probably going to naysay you at some point or question you at some point and your relationship with yourself really determines how you're going to navigate through that and these lists help build confidence and trust with yourself 
of exactly why you want what you want. And then you don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks or says because you know your why Mm -hmm. and fuck them. And the reason that success is important to me and a partner has really everything to do with my attraction to people who have been there, done that. I love knowing that someone is very secure. Mm -hmm. They've sown all the oats. They've done the things that they want to do Mm -hmm. in their life. Yeah. And that they're in their worth in every way, because (laughs) then that translates into the relationship. Mm -hmm. And that brings a sense of stability for me that is extremely important. Mm -hmm. I'm not constantly, you know, second guessing the relationship, questioning the motive behind it. You know, it just puts a lot of the things that I struggle with to ease and builds my confidence. And that's why success is important to me. Yes. What I, what I want to encourage people to do in this process is when you know your why, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about your why. Mm -hmm. It's not their business and it's not relevant to their purpose. It's relevant to your purpose. And, and it can also work in reverse. Like if you want to live in a double wide, because it's got seven acres of land and that lights you up because you're not near anybody. And like, you know, it doesn't matter if you have millions of dollars in the bank. Like if that lights you up, that's your why. Yes. Another part to enhance your magnetism and your ability to attract and manifest is to start to pay attention to your body and your emotions and how you respond to things. You have to start to become an, an observer of the feelings that you feel and the the messages your body is telling you as well so that you can start to pinpoint what are the trends? What are the patterns? Like mm-hmm. what are the the squirrels in my head saying when I'm yep. starting to feel anxious and nervous? What are my limiting beliefs? What are the things triggering me right now? Like you've got to be able to start to become the observer so that you can find the patterns. Right. So then you can get to the next step of manifesting, which is starting to reprogram some of these patterns. Yes. You got to separate it. And that's like so much easier said than done. But like when you learn how to do it, it's game changing. And it's a practice. It is a practice. I still struggle with it. Many, I mean, you, you've seen it recently. Like sometimes it takes me a little longer to get into the role of like being behind the wheel. Yes. You know? And I think it's how deep the wound is yeah that's bringing that trigger yeah and let's just revisit triggers for a minute yeah how would you define a trigger so when you're in a situation having a conversation whatever and something comes up for you that feels upsetting you're upset by it yeah in some form or fashion it It can sets you off sets you off you can yeah it pushes your button it pokes your bear it can make you sad it can make you angry but it pulls you out of a peaceful homeostasis state of being yes it pulls you from that place yes so whatever it is that's a trigger there's something triggering you for feeling that way Mm -hmm. so what in in your words becoming the observer which I love when you can sort of take a couple deep breaths in that in that moment and just make a little bit of space between you and that feeling and look at it the same way that you would if it was happening to someone else. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, because we're all so high and mighty, right? So like when somebody else has a meltdown and we're not triggered by the thing they're triggered by, it's so easy to be like, you oh look my at them God, like, like what's wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> like everybody's so perfect in those moments, right? But then when you're the one having the meltdown, we need that same objective energy 
towards ourselves, but with compassion. Like, yes. hey, what really is wrong with you? Why, why are you having the meltdown? What's going on? And like, it's okay to say, I am not these feelings. I am not this past event. That past thing that happened to me is not actually happening right now. It's key. That is key. Yeah. That's not okay. It is but you imperative. Gotta, yeah, but I, but you got to own that it's okay because you got to know that you don't have to take ownership. Yes. You don't have to live in that space. Yes. And then and then you can you can move out of it. And the final thing I just wanted to talk about with the manifesting 101 back to the basics yeah. is what what to do with these patterns that you start to observe the the things that are triggering you the limiting beliefs that are you're starting to pinpoint that are recurring like the things your body also responds to things you Mm -hmm. know like you don't sleep well or you or you start to sweat or you get like indigestion even and not Mm -hmm. from food from stress Mm -hmm. you know yep we have to start to trace the root and reprogram the things that aren't serving us anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to give a little brief science overview, psychology. <laughs> so from the moment we are conceived in utero to age seven or eight, depending on who you ask, your mind is in theta state. And theta is the brainwave frequency of hypnosis or the frequency you experience in that little gray area between being awake and falling asleep it's mm-hmm. it's when your subconscious is just wide open yeah and so that frequency that theta state doesn't allow us to discern or reject or filter what's being thrown at us it's just like a sponge soaking up whatever's being thrown at it so when we're kids and we're in this theta state our our subconscious minds are wide open and you know they're just taking in whatever is being modeled whatever's being told to them and that is what has laid the framework to our subconscious mind yeah and the statistics the scientists say 90 percent of our behaviors are driven by this subconscious framework mm-hmm. i believe that i do too and i I used to resist that because I was like, oh, why do we have to go back and look at the past? Like, why can't we just move forward? Yeah. You can move forward. You can. But it's going to be really helpful because most of the programming has happened in your childhood to have to revisit it and just quickly glance at it. You don't have to sit and dwell there. We don't want you doing that. But you've got to see, trace the root. Where did this come from? Just identify it. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. So then you can release it and yeah. move on. Yep. Or, you know, on the on the very, very beginning step of it, you can just continue to identify it when it continues to happen until your mind is ready to release it. Exactly. It might not happen right away. Maybe yeah. it will. For some people it does. For some people it doesn't. But the fact you can identify it creates space between you and the thing. Yes. And then the more that you practice, the easier it becomes to let that go. Yeah. I love that. A hundred percent. And also very important in that space, be kind with yourself to know that because of the sponge-like state of your subconscious, you may have many conflicting thought patterns and that's okay too. So that's an opportunity to filter out which ones really are you authentic mm-hmm. to how you feel now. And that that gives a lot of power to your current self when you're able to do that. Like, well, my mom said this, but my dad said that, but my grandma said this. So it's like, okay, well, what did Morgan think? What yeah. does Madeline think? You know, and that place you, you can, you can continue to, 
steer yourself that direction next time. I love that. Yeah. Cause you know, that happens to a lot of us, right? Mm -hmm. And we're confused. Yes. And that's okay. And how can you go anywhere when you're confused? When you don't know where to go. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. This programming that are, is our subconscious, it, I mean, it manifests in our relationships with others. Yeah. Our relationship with money, our views of ourselves, and the world around us. Yeah. Everything. Yes. And if we aren't modeled high self-worth behaviors, if we aren't modeled healthy relationships, if we're not, I mean, those are like kind of pretty serious things. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if we're not modeled like wearing certain styles of clothes or whatever, it's mm -hmm. that simple to like mm -hmm. really big things like loving yourself and not being an abusive partner. Yeah. Oh my God. It, it comes down to everything. Yeah. And it's okay to separate or to like, what's the word you can, you can put a label on like, Hey, this is my adult mind. And this is my child mind. Like you can find whatever words, this is my conscious mind and my subconscious mind and your adult conscious mind can filter and ultimately persuade your subconscious. If you let it. Yes. And Did that. Yeah, you, you got to let it. <laughs> so that brings us to the three steps for okay. reprogramming because you hit the nail on the head. To manifest what we want, we have to be able to get in the driver's seat mm -hmm. and start to reprogram some of the subconscious framework and neural pathways in our brain that don't align with what we are trying to manifest. Yeah. One thing that I think is really fun and like very easy is start to observe others mm -hmm. whether it's on tv shows yes. or reading books or uh, in real life meeting them whatever yeah. that you can connect with or relate with start observing them your mirror neurons in your brain are going to literally your neural pathways are going to rewire because they're going to see to believe that this is possible and your brain is literally going to allow you to be able to manifest whatever that person has because it's seen it's possible through exactly. observing like it's, it's just that simple. I mean, it, it's hard, but it's simple. Yeah. Like find the thing that you want to do, have, be, feel, and just freaking immerse yourself with it. Like people, places, things, social media, TV show, books, find wherever. I don't care if it's a fantasy book. Yeah. It, it doesn't, doesn't have matter. to be true, mm -mm. like quote to life, but like just saturate your brain with it. <laughs> I, th I think the most important thing when you're trying to pick what resources to use are a, you have to be able to somewhat relate to this person mm -hmm. and B, you don't have, they don't have to embody everything that you want. Right. They can just kind of open you and, and help you reprogram in one area. So for example, one of my people that I looked at a lot when I was working through like my value, I want to be a rich, successful woman, but I want to be hot and sexy and look mm -hmm. like a porn star. And like, so who, who's somebody that does that? Holly Madison, the former Playboy playmate. Right. Well, Holly Madison checks those boxes, but she's also a mother and has a bunch of kids and stuff. And like, I don't relate with her on that level, but I do relate with her on being kind of like intelligent weirdo that's also wants to be sexy and successful. So yeah, completely. It's a perfect example. And I think that was a huge thing for me too growing up. I told you I, I couldn't find myself on TV. That's why culturally right now representation is so important. Like all these things are finally flooding in full circle. It's so true. Like find a representative. Yes. Somewhere. And freaking just savor it. 
Eat it like ice cream. (laughs) Slurp it up. The next way that you can start to work to reprogram your subconscious mind is getting into that theta state through, you can do guided meditations or some form of hypnosis, taking some kind of guidance to reprogram whatever it is. So for me, like I do guided meditations on reprogramming some of the childhood traumas that I received that limit me from believing I'm worthy. So Mm -hmm. I'll go, I'll, I'll get into like, a theta state by going through some steps and then once I'm like in this very relaxed nearly asleep state then I start being led to revisiting what was it that made you not feel like you deserved Mm -hmm. what you're calling in so think about what I'm calling in then what is it that happened and what's the first thing that your subconscious tells you and then start to take time to rewrite that story Mm -hmm. for me it's been very powerful oh it's it's I like went to a professional hypnotist. I think it's called Inner Song here in Charlotte. And she was incredible. And we had a couple sessions and one session in particular really, really blew me away. I was like, holy shit, getting in that place. And like you said, like your brain might not have even made that declaration at that time. But then as your subconscious evolves and you get older, your conscious mind starts to make judgments on the subconscious things that happen. So you start to attach judgment to them. So like when you're a kid, maybe something happens. And like you said, you're not really sure if it's like quote good or bad. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of like watching it happen. Yeah. But then when you get older after that state, when when your brain starts to harden Mm -hmm. more, then you learn things that we learn are judgments. Yeah. It's a way to categorize. Yes. Our brain doesn't do that before that age. Yes. So telling telling a kid like they're bad or they're wrong. Have you ever done that? It does not work. <laughs> <laughs> like they only will agree with you for sake of conversation. Like they don't believe, they don't, they can't even understand it. Yeah. So anyway, your judgments that you pick up later in life are where that those things become attached to. So like when, when you get into that state and you're able to identify what hurt or harmed, another really, in my opinion, important part of that process is to look at that with no judgment. Yes. To allow your mind to say, Hey, this thing happened. Okay. Uh huh. This thing happened. I'm just going to release that this thing happened. I'm just going to release it. We're not going to hold on to that. It was good or bad. We're not going to hold on to that. It hurt or, or helped. It was, it just was. And now it's not. Yes. And we're going to release. And sometimes that that might require grieving. That absolutely. Might, you might have to have a funeral for the childhood you never had. You absolutely might have to do that. And you might have to talk to that kid in that state. You mm-hmm. might have to be your adult self and look in, at your child self and talk to her. Yes. And tell her, this and, wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. You didn't do this. You can let go of this. I'm here now. I'm going to protect you now. Yes. You're safe. And it sounds so cheesy it and woo It sounds cheesy, but it's freaking not. If you it's can, science. If you can find the right person or program mm-hmm. or whatever, like this will change your life. It will. The third action step is to simply, when you're in the moment and the tough thing comes up for you that used to be a challenge, used to act out of your subconscious programming, you simply do something different. And this is the absolute fastest way and most effective way to reprogram your subconscious beliefs because you're in real life, real time doing something different. So for example, you could be 
triggered by something that, you know, somebody has pushed a button. So let's say one of your shadows or something that sets you off is when somebody is disrespectful or inconsiderate. And the next time you're in a moment where you get set off, you stop and you pause. And instead of flying off the handles, you you think to yourself, okay, this person is not acting how I want them to, but it's a reflection of them, not me. I'm going to let it go and move on. So that's it. And we just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you wouldn't mind giving us a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. If you follow us on Instagram, we share great content that is related to each episode that we release. So uh, if you're not aware, you can find us at manifesting underscore with underscore MM on Instagram and share our posts. Please, please, please help support us. We are trying to spread the good word and we really appreciate anything that you do to help us along. Thank you so much for listening.